The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 19th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Today, it's two brothers, two different companies competing head-to-head against each other. The Aroa brothers are here, kind of. It's Christian Aroa from CLE with his brand CLE, Aroa and Asylum, and Husto Aroa with Aladino. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, or UPN. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time. It's catching on, huh? Or our daily yeah. blog at thecigarauthority.com. So, uh, Husto, thank you for coming. Thank today. you very much, everybody. We have Husto right here uh, in studio with us. We were supposed to be doing our 35th anniversary, Two Guys Smoke Shop's 35th anniversary party this week. And uh, the plan was for you to come up and uh, your brother Christian to come up. And uh, you did. So, thank you. Uh, but via Zoom, um, is uh, from Florida, and uh, the best excuse ever for not actually showing up. It was certainly, uh, and I appreciate the effort that went into it because it was dynamite. It's the best one we've ever had. Is Christian Aroa from Florida? Christian, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Place is mine, David. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. So uh, why aren't you here? What happened? Tell everybody uh, this wonderful excuse, because I, I've heard the, the grandmother died and uh, all that three three different times. All the different no, you've, heard, you've heard hurricanes. Yep, I did. That. You've done that one. Yes. But this one was good. <laughs> no, so this, they, we were flying up. I was flying up to go see you. We land, landed in this airport called Lawrence, Mass. Yep. But as soon as we're crossing the border right there from Florida, making it all the way up to uh Wilmington, my, my, the windshield in the airplane I was flying, it started cracking at 35,000 feet, which was an experience I've never seen before. It's almost like the movies because that thing, just start, I heard one pop, all of a sudden it just starts moving very quickly. So I don't know if you ever had a pebble in your car, but that takes like a year for the thing to travel all the way across. This thing took uh, 35 seconds to start cracking. So immediately you, you, you call in, you call the emergency in, you put the oxygen mask and you put that airplane in the nosedive. It's funny how well the training works. And then we finally made it down to a uh, down to Palm Beach. Once we landed in Palm Beach, everything was fine. But the main thing is you want to make it down to 10,000 feet. And, uh, you know, the interesting th- part about the whole thing is, you know, land in Palm Beach, call the mechanics and listen, you're okay. Just fly to Miami. You'll be fine. Uh, you know, so that day that it was, uh, that was Thursday, you know, it was a pretty, you know, come to Jesus moment. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking about everything. It just so happened. My kid was having a, a scrimmage right there. FIU. I smoked a medulla oblongata in the middle of the game. And I really thought about every single puff. Everything was going through my mind. And then Friday morning, when you're calling, FAA calls you, everybody calls you, 
then I realized that this happens a lot more often than you think. So it, it wasn't as crazy. I mean, it's a crazy experience. I don't want to do it again, but it is fairly common. And uh, we were safe the whole time. I just thought it was going to be a lot. Uh, I thought the, so the, I thought the end result could have been a lot worse. So, uh, but anyway, we made it. It happens all the time. Prepares the planes are prepared for this. So, uh, that's the one more experience that's going to go into the book that you got me writing, Dave. Wow. So you really <laughs> sure. didn't have to blow us off. You could have just called Safe Light. They would have replaced the glass, and you just fly back Yeah, up. that's how it works, hey. right? The guy just shows up, <laughs> pops a new one in. Hey, can I tell you the truth? And if I'm going to be completely honest, yes. I mean, that really is pretty much the way it works. But, wow. you know, my appetite for flying in an airplane the day after just wasn't there, man. <laughs> but now, like I said, after I spoke with all these people, now I realize that it's, it's a fairly common occurrence, so... I feel much better about the whole thing. So, what does a windshield and a and a jet cost? They're not as expensive as you think, man. It's about uh, I think the whole job is about twelve, thirteen thousand. And oh, that, that's um, more, more than I thought. <laughs> 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 that's not bad. Thirteen thousand windshield, but insurance and all that stuff, like an automobile. They do, yeah, pretty yeah. much the same way. So, do you pretty think you, you think you hit a bird or? or? You know what? No, there's a no. What happens when the windshields when when you start coming down? You have these heating elements, so so you don't get all you don't get all foggy, which is an experience I've learned. When you don't turn the heaters on, it's happened to be before you get all foggy, you can't see anything. So it happens to you once, it doesn't happen to you again. So these heating heating elements sometimes they have these relays and they get stuck. So the outside windshield is actually made out of bulletproof. It's almost like a plastic, and the plastic just melted a. a, a the, the coil stayed on, and it just melted the windshield from the bottom. And then when you're up in the air, the air just starts coming in because of the difference in pressure. In pressure. Yeah. And it just started. And so, uh, but that, yeah, you know, it's fairly. Uh, so you lose oxygen? Can you not breathe? No, we, we, we didn't lose any. That was, that was my, my only fear. Yeah. Whether you lose uh, pressurization. That was the biggest, biggest concern. Wow. But no, we're fine, man. We're very fortunate. Very, so, very fortunate. So that's a good one. If, if it's not true, I appreciate the effort. If it is true, right. God, you're alive. But if not, I mean, <laughs> that is uh, that's commitment to you, a story. That, that, that's, that key can't beat that. That's, that's, that's awesome. the most respectful. But the best thing, well, uh, you know, my little brother's still here. <laughs> All right. So, so cheers to you. Let's celebrate you're still alive because uh, it would have ruined the show and, and, and my day. Uh, at least. And then I would have gotten <laughs> shit to go back to. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so, right. No, man. So no, listen, I was looking forward to his road trip. You know, I, I almost felt like Tom Cruise taking his older brother on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's what this 24 minutes thing. to Wapner. Yeah, yeah. Gotta watch Wapner. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to light up here? So today's first cigar is the Aladino Cameroon, and it's manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco. The size is a 5x50 Robusto, and it features a Honduran-grown Cameroon wrapper over Honduran binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar is $8.99, while a box of 24 is $189.99, which comes out to $7.92 per single. It's a savings of almost $24 or 12% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-water retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. 
I hear all the clicking going on in the audience. Yeah, we, the, we have a big audience here for you uh, live, Christian, to see you, but you're not here to see them. So, uh, uh, yeah, hey, anyway, where was I going to fit in that table, man? There's no room. We were going to squeeze you in. You could have sat on my lap. There was going to hey. be, <laughs> was gonna be feats of strength and all kinds of things were going to go on. Most of it was going to happen in front anyway, but it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> we're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Chroma. The Lotus Chroma features single action. You press the button, the lid pops open. You got two jets with pinpoint accuracy. It does feature the patented Vertigo Big Ass Tank. You have easy adjustment at the bottom and a flip-out bullet punch all for the low price of $39.99. That is the Lotus Chroma. Chroma. He says single action. You click the button and two things happen. Christian, is that correct? The what? He says it's single action. You click the button, the, the lid pops open, and then the gas comes out. Is that a single action or a double action? Well, single action. You only did one action. And two functions happen. Exactly. Yeah, all right. One action. All right. There's always a controversy when it comes to that. Um, all right. So Hold on. He, I didn't have that question in my notes. All right. <laughs> he, he has all kinds of notes because he thinks what I'm going to ask him. So, so questions. So, so he sends you the questions I ahead not. of time, kind of like uh, <laughs> CNN does? Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did not. See, that doesn't happen to me. So I no. guess you're the favorite. No, 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 no. Listen, I just take notes because I'm trying to figure out where he's coming from. We just uh, we do this with Dave. So Christian, <laughs> is, Christian is the little brother. Absolutely, he's the little brother. But, so, but he's the oldest in the industry. So he is. He's, he's my grandpa in the industry. In the industry. Longest. I'm a toddler, and he's already you know almost a senior citizen. All right. So <laughs> I'm gonna just cut to the question, the main question that I was gonna say for the very very end, and I just want to know the answer now. Uh, one rumor was that you guys were coming up together and I was going to have some breaking news that there was going to be a merger that's happening here. We're not there yet. It's, it's, we're not there. It's, it's, so we still got to develop each other's So brand. it's on It's on the table is what you're well, saying. You, know, you, know, you, know, you never know what happens. <laughs> is that what oh, you you're know, it's, with uh, you? Dave, it's, it's an interesting model because we've, we've talked about this a lot. And, you know, when we started, when we sold Camacho, my father really just wanted to grow tobacco, and that's all he still wants to do today, right? Yeah. So uh, we started our company. He wants and we goats, start a company. He wants goats, too, right? Goats. The sheep. 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 Go he's, got goats, he's, got, he's got a little birds. collection. All right. Quail. Everything. <laughs> Quail. He's got everything you can think of, man. All right. So now you know, he, he. So we started this company in 2012. We had a portfolio of brands, and the whole focus behind this company was CLE, and that's we even called the company CLE. But Asylum just completely took off, and that became the lead brand for our company, became the identity for our company with a 70 by 7. You know, two years in, my father came in, and we really were not doing a good job. We couldn't give – we weren't doing the Aladino brand any justice. And uh, it, it, it's, it's – the type of product my father was making really deserved its own attention. But at that point, when the company's off and running and the brands are off and running, you don't, you know, you don't pull the reins back. It's almost like a racehorse. And it just so happened, and I think it was a great coincidence that Husto at that point was, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Husto, but Husto in his career with Campbell Soup, you know, he was at a point that he was, he was, had to make a career choice. And it was the first time that he and my father were really going to have to have a, get a chance to work together as adults. And I thought it was, you know, we all thought, we agreed that was a perfect, perfect situation for everybody involved. And it's always something very hard to explain because people think, oh my God. They don't talk to each other and, and all these kinds of stories were coming out. 
And it really wasn't that at all. It was just, you know, to be able to promote a cigar like Aladino that is worth its own attention, it had to be done this way. There was no other way to do it. It sounds like Christian wants you to buy him out. No, 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 no. And and you know what? This is actually one. And I always tell everybody the same story. And if you look at uh, General Motors, they got their own Cadillac Cadillac line. They got their Buick. They got their GMC. And everybody focuses. And and the great thing about it, which I explained last night, you know, some of the uh, people that were out there at the the dinner were asking, why didn't you talk about the manufacturing of cigars? And I said, no, because since this is a CLE and GRE event, we talk of what we have in common, which is the fat, the farm, which actually feeds us. And, and that's what makes, you know, the Aroa, the CLE brands and the Aladino brands and, you know, and, and my lines to be very special because we both feed from that great tobacco and we all have that great tradition. And, and, and like Christian said, you know, once he started, you know, when you have, you know, three or four brands and now you had another three or four brands, that's eight brands you have to push and none of it, it wasn't doing any service to us. And I think it, 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 it's been a f- perfect model. And him and I, even when I had my horseback riding a- accident, because I could actually assert that he's a better horseback rider yeah. <laughs> because he hasn't ridden a horse in like 15 or 20 years. So he has never fallen on Listen, a horse. I competed in that crap, man. I know how to do a certain <laughs> well, you, well, remember, you, 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 you rode the British style, you know, with the light little boots, tight pants. And I, I rode the cow, I rode the cowboy <laughs> way. Shots fired. Yeah. Jonathan's turned on so, a little bit right now. But, but anyways, I think it came out exactly, you know, and it's worked out really good. And yet when, you know, when I had the issues, my brother, would come up to my house, you know, help me down the stairs, took me into the pool. You know, he, you know, I love my brother more than anything else, and uh, he's special. And that's why, you know. You're going to ruin the whole show here. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, not oh, where oh, I wanted to go. But anyways, so that you know, so that you know, he is a very good-hearted and a fantastic human uh, being. I've known Christian a long time, and I've <laughs> gone horseback riding with Christian. Was that 15 years ago? But I Probably. bet you he had somebody Even pulling the horse it. for him, right? No, no. I, and they left me way behind. He, <laughs> he went going fast and stuff, and I was slow behind. I think they gave me a donkey. I don't know if mine was really a horse because mine oh, was hey, very slow. Yeah, talk, about, talk about when Husto had his accident. So anyway, we had to go to the house, and paramedics, whole nine yards get called. So they finally put him on the, on the what's it called? The stretcher, the bed, whatever it's called, the, the thing. Well, you're the one and, that told me not to go that day to the hospital. Remember? It's out. Why are you going to go right, spend on the right. ambulance? Do this. So, okay. Listen. All right. Let me tell the story, man. So there, he's in tremendous pain because I'm like, dude, don't take the drugs. They're going to give you bike. You get hooked on that stuff. Just don't take the drugs. So they put him up on top of the ambulance. And these ambulances have these four clicks on the bottom where the tires are supposed to catch. So whenever they turn, bro, and this, and this one was busted. So the, the woman, they just kept jabbing and jabbing and jabbing. The Beating chair, the shit out of me in the ambulance. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this guy's screaming in pain. I just couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, dude, this is so ridiculous, man. It was the funniest moment ever. He just, oh, please stop crying, man. <laughs> <laughs> one of them's crying, one of them's laughing. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> so two brothers. There is uh, another sibling mixed yes, in Yes, our sister. Actually, my, 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 my brother-in-law. Jesus, uh, which is a, it's got a fantastic personality. Uh, and, and my sister and I says that we're twins because you, believe it or not. Are you twins? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. My, no, we're, I'm, I'm the oldest. I'm three years ahead of my, uh, my, my, my sister. 
and Christian is the youngest, uh, so we're three years apart each. Okay. And uh, the great thing about this is that, you know, my sister, they say, hey, she's your absolute twin because we both like to both, you know, we all like to eat junk food. You know, we, you know, our personalities are very similar. So, you know, and, and you know, the little was spoiled when it was him all the time. It was the little boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's <laughs> we have her and she is wonderful. She's the one that's always uniting us. And, uh, you know, she's, she's, she's a true sweetheart. Is she in the cigar industry? At no, all? no, no. She does, you know, she does, she doesn't smoke. She doesn't drink. She, she's actually a, a Sounds saint. boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, believe me, she's not boring <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, uh, her, her son was in the business for a while. Yeah. 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 Her son. Real- yeah. Yeah. The, Julio. Julio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, you guys are all Hondurans, born in Honduras. Actually, Sir. Christian and I are were born in Honduras. We're, not, we we're all now U.S. citizens. My sister was born in, in, in Miami. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, so y- your dad is Cuban. Yes. From my, Cuban. From Cuba, yes. Your grandfather, Generoso, is also? From, no, my grandfather from Generoso was from uh, Galicia, Spain. From Viveiro. Oh, okay. Yeah, from Viveiro. And moved to Cuba. And moved to Cuba and worked for the Cuban Land Company. Okay. So um, the neighborhood that you guys went in, and by the way, I went to Cuba and I went to your neighborhood. Pinar del Rio, yes. And El Corojo. And El Corojo. There you go. But the, the El Corojo, was the, that, that was not our grandfather's farm, was it? That, no, that's Daniel, 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 Daniel Rodriguez. Daniel Rodriguez. Daniel okay. Rodriguez, yeah. I can't pronounce no, no, any of this. Christian story. knows the story more because he's been telling it more. So, but 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 you know, we can both compliment each other on the. On We've heard the story. that in, in your neighborhood in Cuba, it was uh, Next, or, or was that in Honduras where Estela Padron, Placencia, the Aroas, all lived. Yeah, to, that's in Cuba. In the same place. Yeah, yeah actually, there's a picture. My father has his one picture, and I want to say I'm going to screw up the year, man. But let me just say 1951, just to give you a date. And there's a picture with, I think it's Herminio Placencia, which he had an airplane, he had a little Piper Cub, and they're flying under this bridge. And they had this picture, black and white. And just, I was just talking about my father. You know, I got my thing about, from AV, about aviation from him. So with the Placencias, he used to fly airplanes, and he used to fly on the bridges and some whatever. So yeah, Placencias, the Rodriguez's, and there's a, another family called Menendez. They're no longer in, in, in tobacco business. But these are all the people that they grew up with and uh, people that even when they moved to Honduras, that they made relationships with, especially the Oliva, the tobacco people, not the yes. cigar people. The, it's uh, amazing. And Menendez is, really the, is Menendez Garcia. I mean, this is the top the who's grow, who. grow, growing people, growing tobacco people uh, in the world still to this day. Yeah. And this was your neighborhood. Yeah. Well, I was telling, uh, I think, I don't know if I said it last night, uh, I think if if it's not if it was not the next door neighbor, it was the following uh, is the next door the next door house. That's where the Placencias lived, I believed. And every time uh, Nestor's mom comes, Nestor goes and sees my dad to take his mom to see my dad because you know they I mean they just grew up. I think Nestor's a little bit younger than my dad. And as and you know, when when Nestor was my dad is the one that got sponsored him to come out of Cuba, and, and but unfortunately in 1978 or 79, Christian, that's I think when when my our dad had the accident 
and he wasn't able 77. to 77. 77. He wasn't able, able to greet him. But that's how close we are. And you know, in in, in you know, in the relations. So that's why I told you. And uh when my dad always tells me that when they arrive with my grandmother and their two uh, and 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 his brothers to Tampa, the guys that basically picked them up and took care of them was 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 the uh, Fuente. Fuente. Yeah. So it's it's Carlos Fuente. It, it's just so it's, you know it's it's a worldwide industry, but it's so tight that it's all so close. It is so with everybody. close, and that's why I think you know the family companies are, are 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 so are so iconic. And you know, unfortunately, we get you know you know the big powerhouses, which are corporate companies, is a different thing. But the the family companies really have a lot of history together, and 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 they're just phenomenal, phenomenal people. And as the generations change through your grandfathers and your fathers, and now you guys. Are you still close with their siblings, third generations of the Olivas and of Fuente? And well, uh, Christian gets a little bit more along with with Carlito. I remember Carlito picking him up. Carlito at the airport. My dad said, "Don't worry about it. He's going to be a big, stocky guy." So I went there. Hey, Carlitos. Then I didn't remember he was living in our house for you know six months or whatever. And he, wow. he went, well, the other day we were at the show trade show. Yeah, of course I remember you. And then one time when I was working with Campbell's, I was leaving from Santiago. And, uh, you know, frequent flyer, whatever, I, I got upgraded. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and right behind me was Carlos Sr. And he says, Justico. And he recognized me. What a memory of that gentleman. We started talking and how's your dad and how's this? So, you know, there, you know there's just so much uh, history and, and, and genuine affection for each, each other. And uh, I think for my nephew, Carlitos, when my nephew turned, uh, it was a birthday, he came out and, you know, congratulated my, 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 my nephew, Christian. And it's just really, it's really, really special. And, and with uh, uh, Placencia Jr., uh, Nestor Jr., he went yeah. to the ag school. But there's a, uh, probably about five, six-year difference, so we are unable to engage. But every time we see each other, it's just, you know, it's, it's just genuine, you know, friendship. Yeah, it's family respect going, you know, going back 100 years, more. Yeah, you know, there's something interesting about these old Cuban guys, Dave. You know, I remember my father always used to always tell me that a factor that made more than three or four million cigars a year was just craziness. You you can't you couldn't make that many more cigars. So these guys, these old Cuban guys, really just grew tobacco and made cigars for the passion of it because it's just what they did. It, there were no really, uh, you know, mass ambitions in mind. They they just want to make a good product and kind of protect their own legacy. And it's what you're seeing now also. Now, there has been some loss in relationship with, with our generation, mainly because we don't live in a small geographic area anymore. We live in Miami. We live in the United States. Some live in Tampa. And we're just focused now on building the market, and it just became a lot more competitive, right? Yeah. So, but what you do notice, and I want to touch on something Husa said earlier about the types of products, and you touched on it too. There are two or three different types of companies out there. You got ones that are, are mostly marketing. They make, you know, they, they buy great products. They market their product really well. You got the big corporation types that do a fantastic job as well. There really are no bad cigars out there. But then there's, there is this small group of family-owned companies like Perdomo, like us, you know, like Carlos Fuente. These guys, the type of product that we are making is, is just different. We don't want to be the biggest. We're not interested. Matter of fact, we're very, very philanthropic in what we're doing. Because we're really not driven by money anymore, we're just driven about leg. We're driven by legacy and the product that we want to present to our customers, and you know, and we take it very personal. 
you know, you guys, I get probably, I, I handle about six to 10 emails a day from, from the website because we want to see what our customers are saying, you know, good things or bad things. You know, I, we take, you know, I send the complaints to somebody else and I take the compliments for myself, but that's how we take care of things. And it's just a personal, and we, we, there's a lot more personal approach to, to the way we do business and the way we make our cigars. All right, let, let's go back to your dad for one second, Julio. Uh, left Cuba, nineteen sixty, goes to Tampa, and um, near where the J.C. Newman factory is, they always tell me about this factory, uh, Perfecto Garcia, which was the monster um, in Tampa at the time, and that was your dad's factory that made cigars there, right? Yeah, for, my father left Cuba first in nineteen fifty eight because Batista was after him because my father was pro Fidel. So when Fidel comes in, my father goes back to Cuba and they, they came to my, so my grandmother had widowed at the time. There were three boys at the time. They had three boys and they came to my grandmother's house and said, look, you got to wear, you got to wear a patch down. You got to walk down the street. So you, like the Gestapo. So they left Tampa again. That, in that, that's socialism for you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they left Tampa in 1960 for the summer, they thought. And that's when the Oliva family and the Fuente family took them in. And my father, at that point, he enlisted and went for the uh, joined the U.S. Army for and, and joined the Bay of Pigs invasion. Fortunately, he never landed. You know, if he would have landed, they would have been killed or in prison. Yeah. And when he got out, served the rest of his time with the U.S. Army in, in Korea. So at that time is when you had the Cuban embargo. And Angel Oliva still needed to supply all these factories in Tampa that were making machine made cigars. So he sent scouts. There was a, oh, and scouts in many different areas. And there was one guy that went to Honduras named Tino Argulín, who was a friend of, of my family from all the way back from Cuba. And when he tried, when Angel Oliva tried the tobacco from Honduras, said, you know what? This is the only tobacco that I have tasted that really replaces Cuban tobacco. That's how Honduran tobacco became very popular at the time. You know, it just became a very good complement to, to a lot of those different blends. And uh, so my father got invited to work, work, work out of Honduras. I mean, he had nothing else going on. He was 24 years old. So that's how he ended up in Honduras. You know, wow. Nicaragua went a whole different route. You know, Somoza did a real good job at, uh, if you're a Cuban, he would give you land. He would give you a bank loan and a credit line for tractors. So many different areas developed differently. But Honduras was always a, a very interesting area for us because of the tobacco was always full body. Angel loved the tobacco from that area. And just to add something, uh, before my dad, well, what, what happened was when he joined the Army, because first he had to, you know, it was a good check, paycheck back then, but when the wave, the, they got recruited, it was a CIA program that was preparing the, the, the Bay of Pigs invasion. And he was pro-Castro. And, and one of the things that he told me, he would go out at night with Batista's son and party because they were great friends. Wow. So, you know, but remember... Was what you see in a lot of, and this is my dad always telling me, is the young are, are, are dumb because, you know, you don't see any old guys being revolutionaries. So all the educated people think that, you know, they want to fix the world and do this. And then when they find out what, what, what communism or right. socialism comes, you know, they've completely changed his mind. And then when they had my, my, uh, uh, my grandmother, you know, having to wear, you know, a, a, an arm badge or identification, they said, you know, we're not doing this. So, uh, and then after the Bay of Pig, then from CIA, he trans he went right into the U.S. Army, 
and I guess once you're CIA, you're never, you're never out of it. But yeah. So it, and then like, but there's more stories in the future. Hopefully, we need to convince our dad to do the father and day, and you know, the, you could you could yeah. privately talk about that because, uh, you know, he is not only in the industry. I think is really a true patriarch of the industry of bringing in a lot of people in. He's very he's very modest. He's very he's very he's just he's he's a farmer with a great heart. Oh, he'll he'll help anybody else, you know, and, and he doesn't think about himself. And uh, and 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 the great thing about it is, you know, he's he's got a tremendous history, and and, and you got to get that information out, and you we have to get, get that, that information out because I think honestly, a lot of the brands that will be out here today would not be here with with with, with him. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of this wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him. I think he's the he, he's the last legend. Standing, absolutely that's there from those days, and uh, yeah, the idea is to try to get him up here for the father and son uh, next year with both ears. And I want no excuses. Come up a week before if you have to, Christian. And he was, <laughs> he's flying. He's flying commercial. No uh, train. I'm taking the train. Take the train. train, whatever you got to do. <laughs> uh, but but it would be big. Um, so let's talk about the Corojo seed and. You know, we hear a lot of people throw around the word Corojo, uh, and it, it goes back a long time. There's rare Corojo, and this Corojo, and that Corojo, but there's authentic Corojo. And what makes a cigar using authentic Corojo, as opposed to the others without naming the other brands or anything, why is that tobacco authentic and others aren't. I'll let my brother take it because he, he did it in the Camacho days yep. with you guys. And and I think, you know, as the grandfather, as my grandfather industry, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll let him explain it and then I could come up and, and compliment a little bit of what he says. Well, the, the way it was, it was, there was a farm called Santa Ines del Corojo. It was owned by Diego Rodriguez. And so, you know, my my father orphaned when he was or orphaned. My grandfather died when my father was about thirteen or fourteen years old. So the people he grew up around were all these tobacco people. Diego Rodriguez was one of them. He had a farm called Santanes del Corojo, and they were growing the traditional Cuban Cuban seed. But what he would do is he would take the pick of the crop, and then he would take the seed from that one and regrow it. So generation, I don't know what seed generation is every four or five years. All of a sudden, the tobacco starts developing its own characteristic from that farm. And people would drive by and say, Coño, I want some, some of that tobacco from El Corojo. And that's how the, the farm picked up its name. He then took that seed to Cuba and was, uh, to Nicaragua. Was, Nicaragua was growing that, that seed. And he left the business in 1979 because, uh, you know, he owned Daniel Rodriguez, his grandson, actually owned La Jolla Nicaragua, started Camacho with, with Simon Camacho, and left the business in 1979 because when the Sandinistas came in, and he gave my father all that seed sometime in the 90s, right? Because they still stay in touch. He moved to Miami. So my father was one of my dad's closest dude, friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, for, yeah, for years. I mean, he passed a few years back. So, any Daniel Rodriguez gave him the seed. And he also gave me permission at the time to register the word Corojo. And if you look at the original registration of Corojo, it was owned by Daniel Rodriguez. And his registration lapsed in 1996. When I tried to register that trademark in 2000, the uh, U.S. United States Patent and Trademark Office would not allow me to register because they, they say the Corojo is at, from a region. So we were not allowed to register that trademark. And, of course, when Camacho Corojo came out, and Dave, you know very well because you were the very first one to try that cigar, and the world had not seen Corojo or tasted Corojo since 1987 when Cuba stopped growing it altogether. 
So when we grew that tobacco blue and came out with that, that cigar in 2000, it was such an impact because it was full body. Back then, Dominicans were king. Everything was Connecticut wrapped. It was medium body. I'm not saying they were bad cigars. They were just medium body. When we came out with Camacho Corolla, that was so strong. It made an impact. And we started bringing all the people down to Honduras. And then, of course, the name Corolla became popular. And we never really were able to protect that name. And that was why I left Cigar Aficionado, because George Brightman and these people just would not give us the credit for reviving the seed. They just wouldn't write the article. And uh, James Sucking wouldn't write the article either. But really made that name popular again. It, it became so popular that Cuba themselves began to call all their new hybrids Corojo. Corojo ah. 99, now they have Corojo 2006. They started renaming them after we brought that name back to life. But really, it just came out, you know, I, I, probably lack of experience. I could have probably pressed the United States Patent and Trademark Office a lot more. But at that point, I just, you know, I was, what, 27, 28 years old. I didn't have the experience to really fight for that trademark and, and see what ended up happening. So now the name gets used around a lot. But still, my father is still the only one that grows the authentic Corojo leaf. We have had some other companies that have have hired and have stolen our seed guy and have tried to grow that seed. <laughs> but they all lost money doing it. Pretty much the same way we lose, we lose money growing that stupid seed. It's really hard to grow, man. So uh, anyway, but what it does, it gives you a lot of body with a very sweet aftertaste. It's a great, great, great cigar, man. Anything made with Corojo. And, you know, what, what makes, you know, going back to something you mentioned earlier about how the relationship works, you know, the reason why we don't really cross paths with each other that much is because my father really doesn't like full-body cigars. So really, he, keep, he keeps the tobacco. It's a little on the mother yeah, side. I, me too. Yeah, we're, we're just talking about uh, downstairs about the, the great uh, CLE Connecticut. Uh, my rep was telling me, oh, but you know, you should give it a little more body. Yours is too light. Well, I could hook you up with a CLE box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but my dad and I like uh, a little bit more mild. But since we also have Corojo in it, you get the mildness, but with, with tons of with flavor, that, that, that intensity of flavor. Can and one of you speak on the partnership with Bear Systems? Because I know Corojo is very difficult to farm. And I believe that partnership is the reason why you're able to flourish with that seed strain. So, okay, I, I could take that. One one of the things that uh, way back, uh, okay, so I, I was, like I explained last night, back when I was still in, in, in ag school, uh, you know, we started getting these nice greenhouses in San Marano. San Marano's, I would say, is the MIT of agriculture schools in the Americas. And I, I throw in the U.S. also, uh, because basically every every student learns by doing. So that's that's... That's basically how we work. And uh, we started uh, growing our tomatoes, like I explained last night. Tomatoes, a solanase, is, is, a, is a cousins of the tobacco. And uh, the first the first semilleros or, or greenhouse uh, plants that we grew, I think it was in 88 or 89. And they were, they were styrofoam uh, uh, trays of 200 plants. And I had that made in San Marano for us. And then uh, I called in, they trucked them, and we send them over there. And actually, the director of the horticulture department basically basically didn't charge me anything to get it done. So it was an experiment. My dad said, oh, this is, came out great. It's freaking great. Because now my, my plants, you know, instead of having X amount of, uh, you know, mortality, you know, their, their survival rate, once you get them as a little plant into the, into the, into 
into the into the into the into the fields last longer because they have stronger roots and they have been protected. So then after that, we order the 96, uh, which are a little bigger in the in, in the trays, and then you know we led with that. And then, you know, my dad says, hey, technology works. He's always criticizing me. You know, agriculture is the only thing. I'm the traditional farmer. And then uh, also back in the 80s, we also uh, we, we, we started to experiment with, with, with one of the biggest tomato growers there and they brought in the drip irrigation. And uh, we stand same plant basically, right? Same tomato. plant, yeah. And then we, and so we had a lot of the farms in with drip irrigation. And then, uh, a lot of regulations started coming from the U.S. on the types of products that they use. And then they decided, hey, you know what? Let's do this the best way we can because they're in, 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 in the pesticide business, you know, there's red tags which are last longer and they're trying to get that away from fresh produce. And then there's uh, yellow labels, which is, you know, right between. It's kind of the, everything. And then there's uh, green labels and blue labels, which are the safest. So one of the things that we started to do is engage the whole farm in how to certify ourselves doing the best practices of having the most bio-friendly product in in the field and that way you will not get any aftertaste in the leaves of you know of uh because uh, of, of, of any pesticide whether it's fungicide to control fungus or, yeah. or pesticide or insecticide to, pr to protect it against insects so we started changing the way we did work and and that's why when you know our the quality of our tobacco and and you know i, I gotta be pretty biased on that we have become in my personal opinion, one of the probably best and most uh, self-sustained operations in the industry. And like I always say, we're probably one of the farm with the biggest infrastructure in the world. You know, some people say, I got, you know, I got, I got to grow, I grow, you know, a thousand or two thousand acres. Well, you better have for every six acres a tobacco barn. We have fifty-two. So, wow. <laughs> so you know, the, there's a lot of stories. So if you're going to do something, you gotta, you gotta have the infrastructure to back that growing of the tobacco. Yeah, we saw a, a, an awesome slideshow presentation uh, yesterday of of the whole. Uh, from driving your automobile in there, the washdown of the automobile, the shoes that end up happening, every single thing that takes place to go through that. Never seen anything like it in, in any farm. And, and when you go there, it's like walking into a barracks of, a, of any military base. My my dad is is a, a, you know likes everything very organized, but very extremely clean. And and even when and uh, with with now that we came into the COVID. I would say we were probably the operation that we were never shut down. And a lot of the inspectors kind of saw our operation and said, this is how everybody in the industry needs to do. And that'd be nice if they end up copying that. Instead well, of copying you know, your Corojo and using the name, well, why don't you copy it, the, the cleanliness part? Well, but, you know, it, it, when it came to, uh, uh, we, 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 uh, we talked to the Oliva family uh, because we're very close. We'll do anything with the Oliva family. And then, yeah. Uh, I think we donated uh, with Christian. Uh, also, we den donated the tunnels to the hospitals, where you know all the all the hospitals got the tunnels. There was a, um, a hardware store that donated the pumps and the pipes, and then we built them and sent them in. And hopefully, you know, it, you know, it, it helped to, to to prevent a lot of people to being you know really cleaned, you know, disinfected, yeah. disinfected to go into and work. And you know we we always do stuff, and and we have no problem if any other other manufacturers or stuff like do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You're a good guest because I asked one question and you gave me 13 answers. That was awesome. Well, so. you want you want it. he only has half an hour, so we're trying to. Yeah. He does. 
<laughs> Christian, your time your time's running out, but on the, the next hour we're gonna smoke the uh, the Aroa, the CBT. CBT. So uh, what can you tell us about this? Hey, you know that CBT? Yep. Is that the, is that the fifty by five or the forty eight by four? Uh, I think it's fifty by, 50 by five. five. Yeah, fifty by five. We wanted to do the. Uh, that's an idea we got back from South Fontana and Abe to do a cigar that the wrapper binder and the fill of are all Maduro. And you know the funny thing is we could blend the cigar from the first shot. The problem was getting all that all those tobaccos to burn right because the tobacco is so thick. And that really is, and you know, that really is magic that as much credit as you want to take for it, it's really the, the factory manager does it because, you know, when you go down there, when I go down there and I work on the blends, we get everything ready and I tell you, okay, this is what I want. Okay. <laughs> He's the one that has to keep making thousands, a hundred thousand of those cigars coming up all the time, you know, and maintain the consistency in the blend. So all the tobacco in is Corojo. The wrapper is Mexican seed grown in Honduras which is, I don't know why my father loves to grow the tobacco. He struggles with it, and, but he, he just loves the challenge, you know? Yeah, it and, seems like uh, everything he grows cigars. is the stuff that's hard to do, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, he doesn't – listen, my father is it, – It's he, he loves that farm, man. It's it's amazing. He just wants to be challenged. I go, Dad, but I can buy it from, from Mexico. It's, no, 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 no. Uh, we, we, we grow a cheat here. Don't worry. So he, he, he'll, he'll grow it there because in his mind, he just it's, – it's a challenge, right? So what the cigar is going to give you, it's going to give you a lot of body, but the smoke is almost chewy. You can almost chew the smoke. It's very thick. And when you look at it, if you, if you look at it with your glasses, you see the pores on those wrappers that oh, are yeah. absolutely beautiful. Now, the Mexican seed from Mexico doesn't give you, you know, let's call it the frog skin, as, as big or as, as rough as you get it from Honduras. Yeah, too and big, And the Mexican Honduras do produce. I mean, I do like what it produces, man. I, I like the way that the result is. It's just a tough you know, Mexican seed grown in Honduras, you end up getting something called black shank, which the plant looks great. All of a sudden, it stops growing, and you don't know why. And when you break it in half, the plant, the plant died from within. Happens a lot to the uh, Connecticut broadleaf as well when you grow it in our countries. Hmm. And my father, I'm telling you, for 25 years, I've been hearing him say the same thing. Coño, yeah, I found the problem. Every year, he finds the problem. <laughs> and he keeps growing over and over. Oh, my God, man. Listen, we've suffered so much. With that stupid farm, buddy. That's what he loves, man. That's what he loves. Trying to figure it out. That wrapper is so toothy, you could sand your furniture before you varnish it, and then still right? have a good smoke uh, after. Double use. There you go. There we go. And my fa- and my favorite in that line is the forty-eight by four. Oh. yeah. That, that little box press, and that one had, which actually, Dave, you ended up getting a letter about that too. The uh, that one, it used to be called prensado. You know, prensado means box press in Spanish. Yeah. And I went to meet uh, Mr. Alan Rubin about. I don't know some. I don't know what it was oh, about a, another brand that they had that I wanted to take up from them. And he goes, "Well, you know, yeah, yeah, you guys are using the Prinsado name." I go, "Why, man?" So he goes, "Ah, that's my trademark." I go, "Bro, it's the shape of a cigar, man." Anyway, so we changed it to to change it to box press. But then Dave announced it the way we had named it originally, and Dave ended up getting a letter. Right, I can't I don't even know say, it to say it that way. It was I said it. Yeah. So Dave got a letter. <laughs> Dave got a letter about using the word Prinsado. Yeah. That was always a lot of fun. I get a lot of letters, but uh, hey, 
They can send some some nice letter once in a while, a happy birthday or something. But no, it's usually some following message was submitted through. No, no just <laughs> Christian, thank you. I'm glad you're alive. I wish you were hey, here, guys, but I'm you, glad man. you're alive. And uh, let let's get together again uh, Father's Day next year. Talk to Dad, and let's see if we can immortalize uh, a show with with your dad. And we got unbelievable stories well, to tell. Trust me, what we'll, we'll do is just forward this to him so he can watch it, and then if he watches it, and you know we. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll feel the, the peer pressure. Okay, Julio. Yeah. <laughs> little, little peer pressure. I, I'd love to hear your story so everybody would uh, listen to the show because uh, you are a legend and, and would love to have you on. So, Listen, boy, my, if my dad comes on, he needs a bottle of Florida Caña, man. Anything. We'll get him a Florida Caña. He'll have a lot. Uh, I'll share. He, he's, he's, and, he's, and Barry will sit right next to him <laughs> and they can p- pound that down in between breaks or whatever. But uh, great. Thank you for coming on, Christian. All right, guys. Good luck, man. Love Thank you, little brother. All right, see you soon. soon. We're going to go to you. break. Bye. And when we come down, um, uh, Huxto is going to talk to us uh, behind Christian's back. We're going to uh, get some information uh, from him. The real answers without Christian being on here. It's the best time to do it. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. 
And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back with smoking the Aladino Cameroon as we celebrate Two Guys Smoke Shop's 35th anniversary. This is what we're supposed to be doing today. Uh, but I have Justo Aroa with us. And uh, welcome back, everybody, to Cigar Authority. Can we talk about the flavors of the cigar for a second? Because we spent an awful lot we of did. time jibber-jabbering. And there's a lot of people smoking the cigar along with us. So, so real vanilla has a bit of a spice to it. If you're chewing, if you actually chew on a vanilla bean, you get the sweetness, but it also has a white peppery kind of uh, taste to it. And then I'm also picking up a little bit of almonds, but they have to be thinly sliced because you don't want too much of the outer skin. It's the sweet meat of the now, almond as well. Jonathan, let's go back to the vanilla bean. Is that a Mexican, a Madagascan? I, I'm going to. I'm leaning more toward Madagascan. Yeah, it's not a Tahitian because. No, 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 that, that, 
Husto right. is smiling because you're not the guy for this, right? Of these subtle notes. Believe me, I need to learn a lot from these guys. <laughs> so we created a flavor wheel for the Cigar Authority, and we have it. Uh, Barry, they just go on to the CigarAuthority.com? Yep, you go to CigarAuthority.com. If you're on the desktop version on the right-hand side, you'll see click here for your flavor wheel. Click there, fill out a little form. And uh, check your email, and if you don't get the email right away, look in your spam folder. If you do it on a mobile version, if you scroll down about halfway, uh, about four or five thumb swipes, you'll see the same graphic. Click it, fill out the information. Stop sending me through the Contact Us page that you want the flavor wheel. I don't have it, or I'd give it to you. you got to do it on the site. Just, just go there. I send them the link anyway. So the interesting thing is th th what happens here is now – we start proving Mr. Jonathan right. After 11 years or something, we put it out and showing that he is correct when it comes to these flavor notes because he's saying sometimes white pepper yep. and vanilla, and you'll notice on the wheel that they're both in the spice category, and that's the confusion of or the blend of those two flavors that end up being correct. And you'll see that that happens a lot of times that when, when you have, um, you know, say a wood or a tobacco, or uh, hay and grass, that these belong together, and you'll notice that it'll be the combination of those it will go. So what we're having on the cigar is a spicy notes, you know, some, um, I don't want to say amateurs, but if you want to go to the to core thing, somebody would just smoke the cigar and say, oh, Aladino Corojo is a spicy cigar. Yes, it is. Which is nothing now, wrong with that. Now let's break it down and say it's got vanilla notes and white pepper notes. And then later on in the year or something, we're going to break it down even further and go deeper and deeper into this when you hear mm. these crazy. You know, I think a lot of people don't delve enough into the spicy. Usually they mean, you know, black or red pepper when they say yeah. spicy, but doesn't mean it's a strong cigar. Right. But it, it, I, I say you nailed it. Did he Did he get it right? Do you taste the vanilla bean uh, he, that's there? He, you, I hated minning it, but he's yeah. spot on. It's there when you when you do it, and that's the whole idea of it. We're going to get into it next week. Can I get that? So Jonathan safe? knows his things, right? He gets lucky every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I agree 100% with Barry. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So um, Christian was saying that your dad loves to be tested when it comes to the tobacco and um, the different things he ends up doing. To where he, here, here he is in Honduras growing Cameroon, that he's in Honduras and he's growing Corojo uh, and uh, growing um, Mexican tobacco in Honduras. These are things that were never done before of somebody doing it. But going back into the history of your father, um, he was the world's largest Candela tobacco grower, the world's largest of Candela. Which is the easiest tobacco to grow? Is that the easiest thing to do? Yeah, yes, time-wise, and uh, I guess the way you commercialize it is probably the best tobacco ever to grow as it's a, a grower. cash crop. It's, it's a, a cash crop. You're going to make money with this, as opposed to getting black shank and throwing <laughs> away fifty percent of the of the yield of what it is. And this and, is where money gets and, lost. And a tobacco used to yield tons because you know it was just bigger American, uh, you know. Uh, uh, tobacco breeds that you were uh, varieties you were growing, so it's probably double, triple the, the yields. And, and does he try doing it and saying, Let, "Let's see if we can"? Well, I, one of the things, if you if you go back to the years of, of Candela, I think there were more machine made cigars, and, sure. and there were a high volume cigar and a, and a less valued cigar. And you know, a yeah, lot the of the old people, five cent cigars. Yeah, and, and now uh, today, uh, 
my dad says I could grow it, but the, you know, once you have the candela, you got to put it in cold rooms because if the tobacco gets heat, then the tobacco will slowly start turning brown. and losing its brown, yeah. going into tur- turning the brown color. Yeah. Yes. Does does candela get primed like other tobaccos? Yes. Is there stronger leaves as you get closer to the you top? Know, I, now, because I, I, I wasn't, I was a little kid, you know, watching the whole operation. Just make and, something up. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 but but I'm going to try to give you kind of like a more educated guess at at, at what I, what I'm saying. Uh, with when we grow in the 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 regular tobacco that we use for cigars now, believe it or not, leaves ripe when as they start turning as per age. I'm not, I don't think in the in the candela you were allowing waiting, that. Allowing that. Yeah. So you just harvest it and then you took it into the barns, you gave it heat, you fixed the chlorophyll so the greenest leaf in 48 hours, you packed it up and you shipped it. Locked it in. <laughs> 48 hours it's over. That's the cash crop. Yeah. And then if and everybody it, would just start smoke, smoking candela cigars. These guys can make a fortune. Yeah. I, I like a candela yeah. once in a while. You know, back in the day Camacho had a, a candela limited edition that they released around St. Patrick's. Patrick's Day. Any plans to do that with Aladdin? Ah, <laughs> well, I actually told my dad, I said, yeah, I could do that, but, you know, we've got to get a bigger, cooler room to, you know, to store whatever, how many bales we're going to use, but that, that could and, be and a possibility. What it tastes, and, and he's so creative where he could do it and make it taste and that And that what keeps him going. He is an Energizer Bunny, and everything, he's got a challenge, and that's that's why you know, we're smoking that, that Ladino yeah. Cameroon, and, and, and it's, it is... It is it how is. old is he? My dad is 82. He'll turn 83 in January. All right, he's got twenty more years to go. Absolutely, anyway. and you know, and and many years back, I get I, uh, uh, a friend of mine, a Taiwanese lady, uh, gave me these shots for rejuvenation, and I was a little bit scared to take him, so he took them both. So I said, I got one hundred and twenty years. Yeah, so. we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right. Um, so Rancho Jamastron, it is the is the factory is the fields uh rancho hamastron used to be a property that was owned by uh don roberto ramirez and he was the president of the central bank back in the 70s and 80s and he actually was the one that gave my dad the opportunity to become partners and gave him that farm that we're at which actually that's the farm where dean water came in the 60s and had that pilot program and my dad came down with the with angel oliva and 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 sorted that tobacco and after that you know my, my dad started working with him and then he my, my dad decided you know it was an opportunity to be become independent so he went back to perfecto garcia and daniel rodriguez and they gave him contracts uh, for purchasing crops and then he became independent and became the largest grower in the country yeah we're talking 18 million cigars uh, well, in the Camacho days, yeah. yes, yes, in the Camacho days, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So that everybody understands, three hundred million cigars imported into the U.S. We're talking eighteen million cigars. I mean, yeah, that's a, nice, yeah, it's a good, it's a good percentage. Wow. Any plans to do it again? Uh, you know, uh, with the amount of uh, uh, one of the things that I, my brother and I were talking about today is no so much about about the quantity, about as, yeah. as the quality. And, you know, there are a lot of brands out there that, you know, I admire that sometimes is less amount of work, but, you know, you work smarter and there's a little bit more, more, more ability to have margins because, you know, to run a, 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 a tobacco farm to do those volumes is, is a huge amount of capitals and you're always chasing, chasing the dollar. Yeah. And then you also lose the ability to age tobacco as long so you can have the right amount 
of, 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 of the right amount of aged tobacco in, in there. So your inventories probably from maybe a million pounds might have to go up to three or four million pounds. So it just makes the whole operation, the back end, to be such a big rower, it becomes a, it becomes an issue. And that's why back in, in, in you know in the Camacho days, we were buying a lot of raw material too. And, so. and I think that's part of when, you know, I know a lot of guys that are into cigars, they would rather deal with smaller companies because they like the flavor of their cigars because when you stop mass producing you know you lose McDonald's hamburger right somehow I think you lose uh, a little bit of the consistency because the raw, raw material is not given the age uh, the age quantity the yeah. age time so you'll you will sacrifice I would say a little bit of a consistency and 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 versus versus the quality. So let's take the um, Aladino vintage, for instance. Talk about aged tobacco within that cigar. Tell us a little about well, that cigar. Every every tobacco that we have uh, uh, done, all our tobacco is extremely aged. So whether you're smoking, you know, the Euro or the CLE, you you have that cleanness in your palate, like you do have an Aladino, and like you have an Artatas can, and you also have an Arancha Luna. But uh, when my dad started uh, making the Rothschilds, you know, he likes the Queens because that's sure, that size that it. he had in, in Perfecto Garcia. Yeah. says, that's my best-selling cigar, and that cigar has done phenomenally well with, with, with the Connecticut. And then the vintage, he started rolling vintages, and, you know, we ended up with, with a couple hundred thousands of those. And, uh, and, and that was because he had a non-compete for He had a non-compete, and he, he's not going to sit around and not do nothing, you know. He, I'm going to make cigars anyway. I got seven years before I can even sell them, but these are the cigars that sit on our shelves today. Yeah, those are the cigars that sit on your shelf, and the great thing about it is, you know, I told my dad, we got this amount, you know, you're not going to like this, but this, uh, you know, we're going to move these cigars. And now once we dropped to X amount, we'll start rebuilding, we'll start manufacturing them so we keep that age. And now we're working, uh, we'll be coming out with a Toro next year. The only Toro that I have now is my first Aladino lounge in Laguastos in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So if anybody wants one, they have to get it from them. Uh, so and, Dave doesn't like hearing that. You no, know, but but you know, it's my first Aladino lounge, <laughs> so oh, for yeah. us, it's a, it okay. was a big thing. So your dad's a bit of a hoarder. What do you mean? Well, what do you mean a hoarder? Because well, he, he he didn't buy all the, the toilet paper. No, for the with the <laughs> with the the quail, he went from a few hundred to to. Yeah, many he quail goes all in. He goes all sheep. in. So last night, I love it. Last night, Husto's doing the slide presentation, and he's talking about tobacco, and everybody's enthralled. And he goes, "Oh, and my dad collects sheep," and then there's another sheep slide. And there's another sheep slide. And I'm like, how much are we going to talk about sheep? Oh, don't worry. There's 10 more sheep slides because you collect slides as well. But, <laughs> I mean, he, he just seems like when he get, gets into something, he is all in. Well, and that that's the same thing. He's, he liked quail eggs. So, so he, you know, he bought, you know, let's say uh, 50 quails. And all of a sudden, we go down to the farm. He's got like 2,500 quails. <laughs> and we have all these eggs coming out. So everybody's eating quail eggs. So he's giving out quails. I said, Dad. You know how much these this costs you? You have two guys working full time there. You're spending all this amount of feed on the quail eggs, and then when I showed him the numbers, now you know he, he just buys. Now he's got you know, farm eggs from chickens. Gotta right. say it was cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, but, the, you're I, a numbers guy. You're the numbers guy. I, I'm I'm very much into numbers yeah. and making things uh, very very. Uh, I try to I try to use common sense, and but I, in the sheep I have not won that battle. <laughs> no. I have not been able to win that. How battle. How many sheep? 
I would say probably over 500 sheep. 500 <laughs> sheep. Nobody eats sheep in Honduras. Oh, no, it's very little. People, and, and, and I told my dad, hey, you know what? Let's, let's do a project and work, you know, with, with, with a military base that's next door because, you know, it's, 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 it's something. But there is it's, it's very little, and, and it's, the, the, the meat is fantastic. Uh, but, but, you know, it's lamb. Sheep is lamb. Yeah. So, so, and, but unfortunately, it, there's not a tradition to eat that. Honduras is more about beef, about chorizo, about chicken, and we have not been able to break that code. Okay, so now is the segment for Christian uh, right now that uh, he was on board with us a uh, long time ago with this when he started the asylum, but it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends, Christian Aroa from Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> We've all heard some crazy proposal stories, even the listener of the Cigar Authority who wanted to propose right here on the show. However, this one will allow you to relish in the moment as you propose in front of friends and family with a giant wiener on full display for all. Oscar Mayer is renting out their 27-foot-long iconic hot dog vehicle for free to be used in marriage proposals. However, be forewarned, you're setting your wife up for disappointment when it's time to give her your cocktail weenie, and that's not only insane... It's asylum. See, it went good up until the end. It's a true story because yeah, I yeah. did see that. That, that is true. I saw a picture too. Yeah. Of oh, Barry's wiener? <laughs> no, but you, he went relish. Uh, then he yeah. went, went to the thing. You see where he went there? That's where he went. Hey, uh, <laughs> next week, E versus F. The blind taste test continues, actually wraps up next week. We're going to go to E to F, and when we talk about the flavor wheel that's happening, make sure you grab your flavor wheel for next week because we're going to really dig in. You're going to understand at the end of next week's show, you're going to understand everything that we did to get you ready to learn how to end up tasting these tastes. And um, that'll be next week. The following week, we'll give you the results of it and tell you which brand ended up winning. That's just for fun what you were tasting, but that'll uh, make it so you understand that also. In uh, moving up to October 10th, it is the 200th anniversary of Toscano Cigars. Michael Capellini will be up here, and uh, we'll have him on the show. And uh, the night before, Friday, October 9th, will be a Toscano Cigar Dinner. If you're anywhere near the uh, Salem, New Hampshire store, and you want to be part of that, Friday, October 9th, 2020. Uh, join us for a unique smoking experience with Italian character and charm. The evening includes food, drinks, and cigars. It's one night only. And uh, Michael Capellini, the brand ambassador for Toscano, will be here. $59 per person, advanced tickets only, and that will sell out in a day. So I'm just mentioning it to you. We're letting the word known. It's a small group of people that, that does it. So uh, if uh, you're hearing this, you want to do it, Call the shop and get a ticket now, or else uh, it'll be over after today, I'm sure. So that's what's coming up. Um, so you and Christian, competitive brothers with each other? You know, I, I think the way the industry is, we've got so many challenges. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was asking, uh, because I, last night I was, I was, I was hoping trying to sell a, 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 a Royal Box, and I know a little bit about the Royal Blend, 
But uh, even, uh, you know, I'm, almost, I'm only focusing on what I do. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so I, I know very little about his new releases, and I think he does the same thing. We look out like, you know, like, like, like good business people, what other people are doing in, in, in when, he, when it comes to the way they present their product, what sizes, what Vitolos are moving. And, and, and so we are, I'm so focused on, on our stuff that I, I don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Because if I worry about what anybody else is doing, I'm not going to be able to focus yeah. on our stuff. But you can help each other. Let's say you, you're doing business with me and you say, geez, Dave's doing good with our stuff and all that stuff. You need to get into his store. Well, obviously, he's been No, yeah. Him. No, we, you know, there's sometimes, uh, you know, when when I'm traveling and, and uh, in the early days, we would tell him, hey, you know, you need to get your product in the store. And, uh, you know, some of his sales guys also call us up and, you know, and tell, hey, you know, people are asking for your product. So, you know, there is that collaboration. But, you know, it's, 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 it's not that aggressive. You know, it could get better. There's always to get better. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's working. You know, everybody's competing for, for, for that budget, uh, that, that limited budget that a store has. So they need to make their numbers. Well, our, we need to get our, our numbers. So it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of hard. Even uh, even when, when you look at Procter & Gamble, each, each of their soap are going after each other. Sure. And you think they're different. So it is, it is important. But like I said, we as as brothers are our best our best tool that we work together you know we use their box factory yeah uh, uh, we both get our tobacco from 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 the farm yeah we both use the same logistics uh, in Honduras with Sandra our general manager which is a true professional. Yeah, she's I've been known with her us. for a long she's time. She's been. I would tell you that's that. Yeah, that that, that girl knows knows her stuff, and uh, she's a wonderful lady. She's part of our family, kind of like our sister. Sure. And uh, and 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 she's always looking out for both of us, and and she's very 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 professional. You know, yeah. Christian stuff is his stuff. Our stuff is our stuff, and she keeps that 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 line very very clear cut, and 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 and, and, and it's great. So and like I said. You know, hopefully, as as we keep on growing and growing, and we all develop, you know, there has to be some. But but I think having two sales forces is good. You know, I don't I don't I don't I don't believe because you need to have focus on your brand. Somehow you will lose focus if you get too many right. brands under a portfolio. That, that's interesting. So as getting ready for the show today, weeks ago. Uh, I have to decide what cigars we're going to end up smoking during the show. And what I didn't want to do is cross-pollinate these two, that it's two alike products. So one is with smoking the Aladino Cameroon. On Christian's side, there is no Cameroon yet. Who yeah, knows if yeah. it's going to be there? So, so here it goes forward. And on Christian's, it's the Aroa. Triple Maduro. And that's why I have this here. Right? Because you know it's, and you're like me with your, your palate, you want mild, or we know it's full. Um, but there isn't something on your portfolio that's like, like that. No. And, and you have a Maduro, but it's very, very different. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I think, you know, we need, he needs to have, create his own identity. Yeah. And we know, and he, he said it perfectly. Uh, my dad and I like milder, flavorful cigars medium body flavorful cigar and he's like a little more humph yeah and that's what i told uh you know edgar this morning you know i like a little bit more humph well i could hook you up with a cle connecticut so but but you know we're happy where we are with our with, yeah. our, with our blends and and it's important to have differentiation uh, even if we're in the same family 
because there's something for you know we have a portfolio that could, that could also help all the consumers to decide. Well, you you have one that has a little oomph to it. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's I do, your the reserva. Reserva. That reserva. Yes, that that one. Wait like, a second, you have a reserva? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've smoked well, I, that. I, I could introduce you to. Yeah, one please of those. do. Many times today, <laughs> he smokes it every day. He smokes a reserva yeah. and, and uh, very limited. Hard to get. It is. And yeah. people get, you know, so I get some of my reps, you know, they order two, three boxes or four boxes. No, I can't. You got to wait till next month. Yeah, yeah. So it's every <laughs> month because it, it, it's that rare of what it is. If you never tried that before, you owe it to yourself, especially you want something with a little oomph to it. But you're talking about a, a, all Corojo, but higher primings on the plant. Yeah. And that, it, as saying. you saw the pictures yesterday that we put in the slideshow, you know, uh, as you do the primings, probably the last two or three leaves are the ones that we use for the reserva. So out of, you know, 16 or 18 leaves and you can only keep two, it's a very small percentage of the leaves that we could use for, for the reserva. So that's why we, we keep it extremely, extremely limited. And you, you yeah, there's, there's two leaves on a plant. So there's all uh, that you're going to use. Yeah. And the rest of it doesn't work for you. So, so obviously do the yeah. math, right? And I'll do the math. And at the same time, uh, you know, it's not on our price list. It's, a, it's, a, it's an allocated product. And you must carry at least nine facings. Okay. So we are smoking the Aladino Cameroon finger burner. Mr. Jonathan, you down that a very this now, all the way down. Are, there are so few cigars on the market that you can smoke to this point and they're still good. And every single one of yours I can do this too. Um, and let me tell you a little bit about the Cameroon. My dad and uh, has been working on, on this for the last five years. And we first started, I think, with, with like one acre, one acre and a half. And we did it, and it came out pretty good. And I said, wow, yeah, but we can't come out commercially. So uh, three years ago, we grew, I think it's like eight acres. Uh, last year, we just did uh, uh, another, we moved up to about 12 acres. Now this year, we're doing 20-plus acres. because. And then when he's at the factory, everybody's smoking this. And it tells all the guys that are on the floor, hey, don't smoke the Cameroons. We need the Cameroons to sell them. Because, right. you know, we're still very limited in the amount of inventory that we have. And I'm sure as we get what we get growing more, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be a bill, uh, availability to even probably for CLE. If, if they want to come out with that, they'll, they'll come out. And uh, the way he has blended it, he, he's, he's, you know, I had tried to blend that it was a little bit, uh, a little bit lighter. And uh, probably the Cameroon came out a little bit more. But, you know. I trusted my dad's judgment, and it's complete. It's a complete hit. It's a complete success. And as you go from the Super Toro to the Longsdale, you'll see the intensity of the Cameroon wrapper building in into that. And like I said, you know, for 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 his age, he finds the challenge, and he does it. And 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 for him to have done this with with a Cameroon crop, it's just you know, it's something that is is it requires a lot of effort, uh, investment. And he and he's done it. Yep, beautiful. Okay, and if this wasn't rare enough on the after show, we're going to tell you about the rarest of all Cameroons and uh, Corojo cigars that are coming out soon. But we'll talk about that on the after show. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to light up something from Christian Aroa and uh, talk about some competitive activities that I had planned. And uh, we're going to basically wing the second half of this show because uh, everything that I had planned, we can't do. But we're Thanks gonna a mess lot, Christian. There we go. <laughs> but we're going to mess around and uh, do the best we can. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, Every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigar journal Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. 
the La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. And we are back with our number two. And with us, Justo Aroa from JRE Cigars. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And uh, here we are going to light up uh, what I consider uh, probably an eight and a half on strength. We'll see how this ends up going. What do we have here, Barry? Well, today's second cigar is the Aroa CBT Maduro, and it's manufactured in Honduras by CLE Cigars. The size that we're lighting up is a 5x50, and the wrapper, binder, and fillers is an all-Midoro blend. It's a $12.19 a cigar, where a box of 20 is $214.99, which makes it just $10.75 a cigar, which is almost $29 off, or 12% on the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So... You know what I love about so, the cold drawer and all uh, CLE cigars? There's that heavy cedar oh, yeah. taste that is just so sweet. 
Very now, seedery. you were mentioning on your boxes compared to your brother's boxes that he's using cedar. Yes. And you're using a plywood with a cedar. Yes, it's a veneer. cedar plywood. Yeah. But on the reserve, it's all, it's all cedar. It's all cedar. It's all cedar. And then in a, all our frames in our boxes have cedar. So uh, it's, and, and so you, you'll see that. And I think now in some of the, I think most of the Aladinos now are, I think, are becoming a little bit more of a cedar. Yeah. So you lit yours already. But if you didn't. Like Barry's saying, you take a cold drawer on it before you smoke the cigar. I did. The, those little red balls, a, cinnamon. Atomic fireball. Atomic fireball. I was going to say, right. yeah. yeah. Or Red Hawks. On the finish of it. Absolutely. And, you know, you, the, the fireball's gone, but that sort of taste especially, lingers. Especially on the uh, cold draw retro hill. Which is becoming a thing now. Really? You, you made that up or that's somebody that said it to you? No, no. That's the guys uh, from Cigar Pulpit. That's where I learned that trick. Hmm. I feel like going out and buying a bottle of Fireball. And- oh, yeah. Oh, Fireball when, yeah, tonight, when, tonight, when have you not two. felt like going out and buying a bottle of liquor, you bearded wonder? Um, <laughs> 30 years ago when I couldn't Didn't drink. the Islanders lose? Aren't you supposed to shave that now? No, I kept it just to annoy you. Okay. doesn't bother me. It's what, your face. What is Fireball? Is it? Is it's it? a cinnamon whiskey. Whiskey. I tried it. We're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Chroma. Lotus Chroma features single action, two jets angled for pinpoint accuracy, an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, a football bullet punch, and yes, it does have, even though it's Lotus, it has the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, all for the low price of $39.99. That's the Lotus Chroma. Sorry, jump the gun, guys. That's, That's a- all right. Hey, Barry, do you take that fireball whiskey and you mix it with something, or you just he does just he does enemas with it? Everybody does. Yeah, I mean, you can. There are some drinks that use it as you can use it as a base for a mixed drink. Yeah, but it's not high in alcoholic content, so it's something I think I would like possibly no. mix it, with something. I'll bring a bottle next week. Uh, and we'll you don't do have shots. To do that. <laughs> Young guys add a little bit of Red Bull. I'll take my clothes off. Of that. Yeah, you can do it with Red Bull. That 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 works too. Now, Barry, what about peanut butter whiskey? Have you tried it? No, I haven't had that yet. You mix that with Godiva chocolate and you have yourself a party. Oh, boy. Barry doesn't like the combo. You know that. Yeah, but if you get peanut butter whiskey and they come out with a fluff whiskey, ah, you can have a peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. fluff. Yeah. Huh. Which Sarah nice. from the assholes, ash holes. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah from the ash holes had for the first time this week. Fluff? Peanut butter and fluff. Oh, she had to eat. <laughs> yeah. Did she like it? Yeah. But her and my wife got into a conversation at a barbecue last week. She'd never had it. My wife sent me to work on Wednesday with a sandwich for her, and she said it was like eating a candy bar. You had it in New York, right? No. They didn't have it in New York? No, I mean, such they, a Boston thing. They, they had, I mean, I'm sure it was on the shelves, but it was not a New York thing. Wow. You know, just like and the alleys I, I know in New Florida York up here. didn't even know what it was. No. Do you know what that is? Marshmallow fluff? Who's the? No, no. No idea what it is. No idea. See, we got to do these Just things. imagine if you had a marshmallow that was liquefied, and it stayed fairly liquefied. So you can spread Spreadable it like peanut butter, but you put it on a peanut butter sandwich, and it's a game changer, especially if you do it Cuban sandwich style. You toast both sides and mm. press it. Oh, unbelievable. Put a little party. potato chips in there as well for a little crumb. Bananas. Bananas. And palate cleansing. Bananas, not potato chips. Get in my belly. Plantains? Like, or- no, real bananas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Banana with fluff? That's weird. Peanut butter and banana, which is a thing. And then you put fluff, too. No, I'm, a, oh, I'm a peanut butter guy. I love peanut yeah. butter. The easiest way to describe Cruncher. it is is marshmallow jelly. 
Because <laughs> you're putting it with peanut butter, so it's peanut butter and marshmallow jelly. I got to try that. But it's thick. It's awesome. Yeah. We, we should have these things ready and have party yeah. gifts for them. And here's the thing: I'm flopping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what every guest gets. So I'm looking at the uh, flavor wheel. Go on to the cigarauthority.com and get your flavor wheel, especially uh, in time for next week. But here we are talking of the cinnamon red hot things. It doesn't go that uh, far, but cinnamon and cedar. He's mentioned cedar, cinnamon as part of what that is, and then off the offshoot of it could be red hot fireball, and that's when when that sure. ends up happening. So uh, this is all eleven years of this culminating into we're not all that crazy, right? That's what we're trying to trying to prove. In. Yeah, we're trying to prove that that's. I the appreciate way it is. that. So Husto, do you remember uh, that Hoya de Monterey years ago? And I know you don't go back far in there. And this was one of the questions that was sitting here for Christian because I remember um, he knew it was happening. Um, they came out with a Estello Padron Hoya de Monterey edition, and the problem was that Padron was the name of the brand of another company and General Cigar, who had Estella Padron. That's where he worked. They came out with the Estella Padron brand of Hoy de Monterey, and it became a big problem. It was a legal problem. Now we are smoking the Aroa cigar, which is your name. <laughs> Do you see a problem that could possibly happen down the road? Uh, you know, I, I really don't think so. You can, you, well, it, it, one of the things that happened was I, I believe that, you know, I think my brother also asked my dad. To you know, to register because he had was able to get out of the the the, the non compete with the you know with the blessing of Davidoff and Davidoff started manufacturing his cigars. Okay, and he do that, and you know he's been very good about it. Plus, we've already been using in every single one of our Aladino lines, Julio Roa. So we're using you're the, using it anyway. You use it yeah. anyway. So you know, in a way, is it's already. I don't want to say it hasn't been an issue with him. He's been okay with it. Okay, because and, and, and if you look the way that we all our boxes have the row uh, on the on the on the hinges, so you know we're, we're using that. And you know, I guess it's, it's it's more publicity, and we're keeping it in the family. But you know, we're happy with what we're doing with Aladino. So yes, but the, the concern would be that someday, and Christian is known for this, he sells the brand, sells the company. So say he ended up selling the company in the a name now the new people end up owning it and unless they say the new people happen to be jre in which case mm. it stops being a problem if it ends up being that's them. the most valuable asset for them yeah but just a heads up because what it becomes is trademark and trademark is confusing to the public that somebody would look at an aladino and it says a rower on it and it says this so therefore it must be the same people or i'm confused which, you know, if you listen to the show, you're not confused, you understand it. But just something for him to look back in, in history of what has happened and maybe a $1, you know, you pay him a royalty of $1 to use your own name on there if he has a trademark to it. Just a, he, he remembers the story well and he would have got into it again. This rest of this show, by the way, is all messed up because Christian didn't show up. So <laughs> I have nothing else, so I'm asking that question. But um, with that being said, let's go to a mailbag because we got three mailbags to read. Oh, yeah. And yeah, one of them I is going to be the champion. And it's not going to be the way it has them the past couple of weeks, by the way. Last hmm. week was a complete debacle. Like you heard? 15 emails about it. Did you happen to hear I it? I listened. It was yeah. terrible. It was terrible. But it was only second terrible to the week before, which you did. 
Mm-hmm. So this week, we're going to clear it up. We're going to listen to all three, and then we're going to vote which one is going to win the prize. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and the subject line from Captain Matt Walker is, quit your whining. Mr. Jonathan, you whine too much. Dave and Barry whine too much about you whining too much. Uh-huh. I mailed a letter that convinced Dave to continue the show, and you whined about not being identified. I sent in a message on the steam pipe, <laughs> and you whined about not being included individually. Well, Mr. Jonathan, thank you for making the Cigar Authority entertaining. Keep up the whining, diaper boy. <laughs> Somehow the chemistry works, and if this wins your email of the week, give the lighter to employee Sarah from Ohio. Oh, my. I couldn't stand one more whining about having to mail it all the way to Montana. <laughs> Today's rivalry, Christian wins because he can be very trigger-happy, putting 1,500 rounds downrange in about 60 seconds, and I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that. Thank you to all of you, Ed... Barry, Barry, and of course, Mr. Jonathan. I think, Dave, you got left out of that. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, best regards, Captain Matt Walker. I still like a Captain. So doesn't this email make him a whiner? Because he's whining about your there whining. There we go. So he's part of the So you're getting my back on that one? Yeah. Quit your whining, Captain. Whoa. Oh. I don't know if he's the guy you want to be messing with. <laughs> That's right. He's a Captain. Okay. I like it. I like it. So remember it, because we're going to have three of them to go. But right now, it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. So give a piece of paper to Husto, and I want uh, you two guys to get in on this. There you go. This was going to be you versus Christian, but he's not here, so you're going to go against these two guys over here. Okay. Now, put your pens down for a second. You're not going to write. Hmm. All you're going to do is think. Maybe even cover your uh, screen because somebody's going to end up saying something. So what I was going to do is te- check the, m- the memory between you and your brother who has the best memory. Probably he has. Probably he has? <laughs> yeah. So he's not, he's not <laughs> here. So I got a horrible man. memory. All right. So he probably loses. I got four women at home and I don't know their names. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say 10 words. So listen closely. Oh, crap. After I say them, I'll say Go. And then write down as many as you can remember. And while you're writing them down, uh, me and Ed are going to guess who we think is going to win on this uh, three-way competition here. But would have been you and Christian. Christian, you can play along as you're home, but uh, don't cheat. So your pens are down right now. I'm going to now say the 10 words. And then after I'm done saying the 10 words, you write down and no looking over each other's shoulders either. You ready? Banana. Pencil, stool, pool table, bacon, golf ball, cigar, nipple, tangerine, frog. And they're off and running, Ed Sullivan. They're off and running. Yeah, I mean, I got to believe that who still wins because I know the other two are dummies. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm making. I'm going to cover my sheet over here because Jonathan likes to. Yeah, he'll his, cheat. His, his yeah, eyes sway away and stuff. But uh, Barry see, moved pretty quick. There. He moved quick to put the three he could remember down, <laughs> and then I think he went to a complete stall. <laughs> well, you know what the first one I wrote down was, right? Yes, I do, <laughs> and I want to. Everybody wanna, knows, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it was in there. And then that's all I could think of, and no. I got sidetracked, and I forgot <laughs> exactly my plan. And I, I believe I know the first one Jonathan wrote down. Yeah, it was the first one. 
maybe, because that's how he's remember. He's he's done. And Husto, are you done? I'm done. He's done. I'm <laughs> done. Uh, but I'm done in here, I think. <laughs> that's, I'm not going to do well. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll start with Barry. What do you got? I got six. So, uh, you got six? Yeah, I got sidetracked on nipple. So nipple, banana, pencil, pool, table, tangerine, and stool. Wow, six. I'm surprised. Okay, that's pretty good. What do you got, Mr. John? I got six. I okay. got banana, pencil, golf ball, cigar, pool table, and nipple. <laughs> you got nipple? <laughs> I got five. Banana, oh. pencil, school, cigars, frog. Okay. Hmm. I guess we're tied. The, the cigar st- authority wins. Oh, okay. I was curious if you had 13 tiebreakers for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were going to play all kinds of stuff like that. Um, See what you're missing out on. <laughs> there you go. Christian did a face-off brand with Lito Gomez. Did you ever hear of that? Yes. It was very the, interesting. The, the cigar made in DR for him? Yes. And the cigar made on that? It, it was very interesting. It was the first of its kind. I think it was way ahead of its its time. And I've said to him before, you should do that again. Maybe do it with Lido or something. Do it with somebody else. But the perfect person to do a face-off would be Christian to make an Aladino and you to make an Aroa or a CLE for them. Any thought of that? That you know what? That's something that I think is a fantastic idea. I hmm. think it was, All right. Well, Not well, that I thought of it. That was Christian that did think of it. But if you're going to do it with somebody, wouldn't that be interesting of you making a Aroa cigar or a CLE or an Asylum, which whichever one you want you wanted to do, in your take of what you think would be to make a better product, and the product continues after that fact, or you say it's a one and done. And for Christian to do it and say, now, this is Christian's idea of making an Aladino. And it would be very, very interesting to see what it does. So uh, what I was trying to do is say, are you guys, if he was here, I was going to try to sell the idea and have you make it. And I would sell them all. So there was a... That could work. (laughs) Hey. See, I think you should make an asylum, but in the 1118 shape. So it has to be 80 ring gauge in the middle. And then... Coming down. I'm going to have to find another manufacturer than my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when, when you smoke an Aladino, and I'm sure you smoke an Aroa or a CLE or an Asylum, you tried them all. I tried. I tried them all. Yeah. Not not all, but I tried. I but, tried but, them. But you would have a different take on it. If, if, yeah, if well, it was, like I said, the way I, I like my cigars, I like them medium but full full flavor. Yeah. And and, and the way I've been smoking his, his stuff, I, I, he's got a little bit more humph. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's his style, so it works out pretty good. So, you know, you'll probably see something more in our, the way we're currently doing, and he'll probably do something more. On, on, on his way, then I want to do it. Yeah. In All right. So see if you talk to him, Christian, if you're listening, it's an idea. You, it doesn't just have to go to me, but, you know, that's just me being greedy and I want them. But uh, you could go nationwide. Would it bring attention to both brands, help both at the same time? That was the idea. At the time, um, Camacho and La Flor Dominicana were about the same. And um, it brought a lot of attention onto them. It was a fun project. Uh, I wish I saved some of the cigars. They were both very good. Both of them did a great job on each other's. The band were a little different. I mean, it was a change up on both sides, but it was really. You remember it, Ed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sure do. And you probably bought them. Oh, yeah. You had to. Of course. You had had to. to had to to see see what one would do so it's a winning thing but that, that's take it take it for what it's worth right now it's time for the don Raphael offer of the day brought to you by don Raphael cigars everyone has a price would you do this and if so for how much and today's don Raphael offer 
is a mailbag. A mailbag? And we're going to actually play a mailbag to it. It'll be mailbag number two, and it's on the steam pipe thing, right? I think it came in on steam pipe. There yeah. we go. Speak pipe, perhaps? Okay, or speak pipe. Aloha, my brothers. Jordan here from Honolulu, Hawaii. Just calling with a couple very important questions. The first one is, how has Mr. Jonathan's love life been ever since COVID started when he can't dance with any men? I'm sure it's been struggling. I'm sure we all as avid listeners want to find out. The second question is, instead of the Don Raphael offer of the day, I have the Don Ho offer of the day for a hundred dollars. <laughs> Would any of you beautiful men, beautiful, brave men, be willing to dance with Mr. Jonathan to Endless Love in the Dark? Because as we all know, friends can dance to Endless Love in the Dark. For $100, would any of you, including uh, Justo and Christian, be willing to dance with Mr. Jonathan? Thanks for all you guys do. Hope you make it a great day. All right, we'll start with you, Husto. Well, you know, my brother, since he's the senior in the cigar industry, he would, you know, I would concede to him to be able to do that. And I'm sure, you know, you know, they could do a great tango or, you know, something very special. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, endless love. I mean, it's a slow dance. Oh, so. Uh, <laughs> it's very romantic. It's very romantic. Very romantic. In the dark, we'll put some candles and. Don't well, speak for Christian. I mean, I, <laughs> for you. I know, I know Christian's answer already. Uh, well, it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> 100 bucks. 100 bucks? <laughs> it's okay to say no. So you won't hurt my feeling. How about you, yeah. Larry? My wife wanted me to do it because we listened to that this morning. Oh, I came okay. in through the Cigar Authority. Hell no. No way. Yeah. Don't trust where his hands would go. Yeah. You know where they're going. And you've gone on some mandates with this. We've, uh, we've got one coming up. Yeah. But, you know, for me, that's sort of a private thing. So we'll probably do it on the mandate, but I don't need to get paid for that. You won't get paid, and nobody yeah, can it. see well, it, right? If he paid you for it, it would be prostitution. So, oh, I'm not taking it then. <laughs> well, to, to well, answer, I wouldn't do it. But have you been dancing with men? He he does that, by the way. He dances <laughs> with men because he's a dance teacher. So sometimes, sometimes he has to play the, play the play well, the woman. There we go. That's a different story. That's a different story. No, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> Wait, the same thing. One clarification: <laughs> Would would Jonathan be wearing heels when I well, that would my be, dance? That would be I do up. own heels. Uh, <laughs> the, to, to answer the Don me? Ho offer of the day, a Don Ho, question. by the way, it was uh, good, right? That was very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have not danced with another man since uh, February 9th. It's been a while. Valentine's weekend. Correct. That I, was your last time. That's it. So I did, had I known, I probably would have danced with him twice. But have you ever danced with a man to endless love? Never. No. Never. I'm curious. Since it comes from Hawaii, does it end with a lay? <laughs> ah. Yeah, we see what you did there, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no all the way around, I would say. But uh, that was a good uh, number two mailbag. We're smoking the Aroa. This is the CBT. Kappa binder tripper. Mm. That's what it Hence for. the triple. The triple Maduro. Um, actually, not as strong as I no. remembered from the last, although he was telling me to smoke the uh, 40 the ring gauge, a smaller mm -hmm. one, which which is what I probably did last it's time. very good. Strong. But it, it's good, right? Yeah, it's I don't good. know. It's very a, good. Kevin in the chat room, I don't know if he put this in my head or not. He probably did. 
but there's a beer called Angry Orchid, which is uh, like an apple cider type beer, and you put the fireball in it. That would go really good with the cigar, like that cinnamon apple cider. Mm. Why don't you tell us what the friggin' cigar tastes like? Not tell us what there's alcohol cinnamon you can and drink apple with it. and <laughs> there's cedar, but there's cinnamon and apple, and I think the Angry Orchid Fireball mix would complement the cigar well. It would help enhance mm. the flavors. You, you got um, get some cinnamon apple, syrupy. Um, what do I want? Uh, what kind of syrup? It's. Uh, I got to look at that thing. That Mexican San Andreas wrap. Molasses, syrupy molasses. Molasses, type of. I yeah, could it's see. Yeah. It's de- definitely chewy. Yeah. yeah, Christian said it was very chewy, and that's spot on. Yeah, toothy wrapper. It's uh, dark taste, dark flavors, and it, and it's in that category of molasses, cherry. It's. That's what, right. You retrohale that? No, no. <laughs> Only no. on the cold draw for him. That was it. Be, what would you do to this if you were making a triple Maduro? Well, yeah, I haven't thought about the triple Maduro, but uh, but 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 it's very tasty and super nice. I really am en- enjoying it. But you know, I, I try not to cross into so that each one's got their own individual. It's it sure does. This yeah. is different than anything you make. Anything I and make. Anything he makes. Yeah. I mean, so it's I think. So, but, it, but it's actually very very good. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Good cigar. And you know, it's not as strong as I thought it was going to be. If so, it sucked, would you tell us that it sucks? I would tell you if it, I have to be honest because if not, I would be doing a disfavor uh, to to to. I was just checking, making yeah, sure yeah. you weren't just being nice no, to your no, brother because no, no, he's no. your brother. No, no, it is very good. It is. Very it's very good. good and it sells well. Yeah. So and a lot of people, people you know, a lot of people ask me in, in in stores, what other cigar brand do you smoke? The Roa. No, but that's that's you. No, no, it's my brother's. It's a different brand that I'm smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, is there a black sheep in the Aroa family? And if so, who is that? we got mailbag number three, and we're going to pick out the best mailbag of the week and give them a, uh, it's more, it's just a $100 lighter and cutter, it's more. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a lighter cutter set. Set, it's beautiful. We're going to give that away along with a classic three-way and more. We're live on the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding. The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Christian Eiroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eiroa. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We're back, and we're talking behind his back about Christian Eiroa with his brother, Justo Eiroa. We're talking, uh, we're actually smoking the Eiroa cigar, 
And um, is there a black sheep of the family? Well, I got to tell you, definitely it's not my sister. She's uh, she's Sister Teresa. She is ah. wonderful. Um, I would say probably the black sheep of the family, the most that uh, got probably the most in trouble, that wrecked all the cars in the world, and everything uh, uh, was was Christian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to definitely. I got to give it to him, hands he, down. He always said he butt butt heads with your dad, but you do too. Well, you tell I, me. trust me, he does not butt heads with my dad. He's he's a, <laughs> the one that busted heads with my dad. It took us 30 years to get back together was my dad and I. So yeah. I, I'll tell you a nice, a very, very story. He's probably laughing right now if he's watching it. Uh, one time we were at our grandmother's house and we were watching TV and and all of a sudden, you know, we were watching kind of like a sci-fi movie. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a geeky guy when it comes to sci-fi. So I watch everything that's got a sci-fi. I say, hey, Christian, do you actually believe there's, you know, extraterrestrials? Of course. And, you know, we were talking about it, and he was telling me what he believed in, and I believed in. Then, you know, hey, Dad, do we, you know, and then we ask him, hey, Dad, are you uh, uh, believe in sci-fi? Oh, you idiots. That does not exist. You see, I was telling Husto the same thing. So he actually <laughs> threw me under the bus. And he right now he's cracking up, and that's the kind of shit he used to do to me. <laughs> uh so competitively, uh, if you guys were to play Call of Duty, for instance, against each other, what would happen? There? Oh, he would stop playing and make up another name like oh, he did. Like and he start- uh, <laughs> no. He's extremely competitive. Ah, if he, when I lost, sometimes I would, even though I don't tell him, but I would tell you know, I'll let you win this time so that way you could keep <laughs> playing. But we would, we would actually stay up till five or six o'clock in the morning. It was pretty addictive. I'm a, you know, I, the only thing I spend in the whole year is I buy 50 bucks and I pay uh, for the Call of Duty game and 50 bucks to, you know, to play on, on PlayStation 4 network. That's the only thing I do, but I haven't been able to do it, you know, lately. Uh, but, you know, you, you still play that, and, and I know he enjoyed it. So him and uh, Easy Israel, the Latour is one of his best friends, a super nice guy. So we all get together, and we're all on the phone and talking. So we would stay to 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning wow. just playing Call of Duty. So, <laughs> now, now, Husto, this is important. Who would win in dominoes? You know, he, he's a good domino player, and mm. uh, sometimes uh, him and I team up, and we do real well. And then my dad, he's kind of the same competitive. If we start beating him too much, my dad says, oh, I don't want to play anymore. So, so but, but it, it's fun. My dad is a good, you know, we, we enjoy playing dominoes. My so. first trip to, Nicar- uh, to Honduras, um, Christian taught me and the group I brought with me how to play dominoes. And it took off unbelievable around here. Everybody got into it in a big way. Double nines, that's what you do. Nine, uh, nine. Double nines. Double but nine. lately I've been playing double sixes because every single piece place yes so there's there you know you really have to have a lot of skills with your partner so that everybody wins because it's much easier to count you know seven pieces you know sure. one zero up to six so it, it's easy so every single one plays yeah so it's that's that's a, that's that's a good one sometimes you know is and i've been doing that with a couple friends of mine uh in miami we go and you know to his farm he's got a horse farm and we play there on the weekends. But if you like uh, dominoes, I'll, 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 I'll do something, hook up the store uh, so they can play dominoes. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. All, right. All right. So uh, in order for me to be able to do this commercial read, I'm going to tell you that this is the one that I pick as the best. I know we're going to vote. But I, vote. I have to pick my favorite in order to have a place to, re- to do the read. So I'm always going to save the one I think is the best one for the commercial read. And uh, right now it's time for... 
the Aging Room Best Email of the Week, brought to you by Aging Room Cigars. This week's prize is a dual prize. You got a lighter and a cutter, each retailing for close to $40. So you've got an $80 set here matching from the folks at Aging Room. And this week, my uh, predicted winner is Joel. And he writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. In the words of Mr. Jonathan and Barry, Mr. J. Joel does not win, but I want to make that clear. <laughs> We're going to vote on this. Okay. Right. I haven't even heard you. I want to say that before I even hear Joel. He say. doesn't win. He's just the one that I pick. Yeah, we don't, need to, we don't need to know that. Well, Jonathan can just cast the first vote as part of the segment. All right. right. So I know when to read my thing. All right. I've really been trying to expand my palate over the last few months. I must admit that I was starting to get discouraged, but Monday I had a breakthrough, and boy, what a breakthrough it was. I lit up an Aladino Cameroon and went through the usual pre- and post-light routine. And then there it was. I tasted peach cobbler. I jumped up. I ran from the screen porch into the kitchen and shouted, this son of a bitch tastes like peach cobbler. (laughs) I was unaware that my wife was giving her English class via Zoom. The look on her face was priceless. I could hear the kids laughing in the background and not missing a beat. I looked down at the screen, held up my cigar and said, in the words of Mr. Jonathan and Barry, put the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. And that's asylum. And then I did an about face and left the room. Here's the best part. My wife told me the Thursday morning that all of the kids in her class were quoting Mr. J and or Barry, and she's even been receiving emails from other teachers asking if she knew where these two catchphrases came from. If someone says something that the others like, they say, that's asylum. The kids are writing on their car windows, put the lid end in your mouth, you might like it. Gentlemen, you are famous. And that's from Joel. With a bunch that's, of underage, pretty cool. with a bunch of underage kids. Which right. is always good for business, right? <laughs> Nothing could go wrong there. But that's pretty cool. It's a good story. And so, it connects uh, the whole whole thing together. So I like it. The uh, the contenders right now are the whining email, the dances with men email, and now all the good. put the lid end in your mouth, you might like all it. All good. It's a tough week. It is. Uh, I'm gonna go with this one too. I, I like the connection of the whole show, and I like the email. And I, I thought for sure I was, yeah. I, I had a different winner, but that's where I'm going to go. So we got two to one thing. Of the three emails you heard, what do you like? I think that one. This is really, really, really good. All right. So you guys don't even have to vote, but just for fun, what did you like best? Uh, the third email. Ah! Yeah. Okay. Unanimous. I hate to say it, but. Jonathan got it right. All right. We got a unanimous. What so, I do? So, Joel, just send us your uh And your he was address. saying during the break, he says, yeah, I'm going to read the winning email then. And I said, that's not how it's going to work. Again, trying to explain yeah, to him how it was going to work. turned out he was right. It turned out he was right once again. <laughs> really pissed you me off. You guys must be getting sick of that. Hey, it's like a broken <laughs> clock. There we go. Every once it hurts in a while. being right all the time. <laughs> Hey, you think on, it's easy, Husto? <laughs> you think we, we're going to do the after show immediately following this show, and we are going to bring up uh, two new rare products that I'm going to come out with uh, from Aladino, and uh, we'll light them up on the show, and uh, it's on Wednesday is when you're going to hear it, but we're going to do it after the show. Um, do you have any besides those two, and I don't want you to mention that, I want to tease that for Wednesday's show, but anything else other than those two 
we're going to talk about coming out. Well, I think I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be coming out with one size, uh, additional size in the in 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 the the vintage in the vintage. Yeah, and I think the way uh, I'm seeing, there's a lot of people asking me in my Connecticut line to come out with a Gordo, which I had not done. Ah, I mm-hmm. think I need to come out with a Gordo size. So I think right there, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay steady. We still have a lot of humidors to get into, and I think we have now rare products that allow us to be there. So I need to come out with a Gordo. Okay. Can I say something to uh, the other retailers that are listening to the show today? And I know a lot of you listen. Uh, if you're not carrying, carrying Aladino, you're missing the boat here. Uh, it goes unbelievable. All they have to do is try it once like I mm-hmm. did. We didn't need cigars. That, you remember coming in to see me? Yes. And well, I, as a matter of fact, I told Husto yeah. the story that uh, you were going to meet with him, and I knew it, and I knew you guys go, went way back. And we were in a buying freeze at the time, which means we are not taking on new product at the moment because we had stuff to discontinue. We didn't have space to put it. Right. There was no place. And I said, please don't. Please do don't. Do not buy this product. I'm sure he's a nice guy. And I'm sure he makes a great cigar, but do not buy any products. Push him off to the trade show. We got stuff. We got to discontinue. And you came back in the next day and you handed me the cigar. And I said, you son of a bitch. It's true. You chicken shit. (laughs) You caved. And he goes, can you just, can you just smoke the cigar? And I'm like, I don't even want to smoke it. And I cut it and I lit it. And I said, when does it land? And he yeah. goes, exactly. Which is exactly what happened. The cigar is that good. All you got to do is have somebody try the cigar once. I'm talking about the regular Corojo. Then it went to an extreme with the Reserver and all that. But that's the first one we took, four sizes of that, to try it out. And it went from well, there. And Ben, the producer of your other podcast, wasn't a cigar smoker. Yeah. Now I think he has an Aladino every day. Every day, not even a cigar smoker. So there's something to it. It's almost addictive. There's something going on. Christian says, that's it. He cheats. My father cheats. My brother cheats <laughs> when cheating. it comes to the... Uh, uh, we're going to see if they end up making a cigar, switch, switching the thing. I we'll love that challenge. All right. So, you know, hey, I think we need to sit down and actually the godfather of this challenge should be Dave. So he's... Christian, he's you calling you have, out. He's calling you out. We can have the conversation of a Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. We actually... We use, he usually hosts one all the time every year. So, okay. Yeah, so we, like I said, we get together all the time, but we don't talk much about cigars because we, you know, I, I think, you know, I always believe God, family, work. And sure. So I keep those two on, you know. Well, two things you got to talk about. You talk about the face off between the two years and getting dad together for father and that, son. Yeah. We, trust me. Which are two, two wonderful things. Uh, if they happen, they happen. If they don't, they don't. But what's going to happen right now is the classic three way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. All right, Husto, I don't know if you remember how this works, but um, I say something and then you guess the year without going over. Closest without going over and you write it down on there. When you hear it, we're going to start with Mr. Jonathan and work our way down. Classic three-way. It'll start with Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan, James Fallon. 
Jimmy Fallon is an American comedian, actor, television host, and writer, known for his work as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Also, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Before that, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Who else could host either of those besides Jimmy Fallon? He was born today. Jimmy Fallon, what year? What year was he born? I'd like to wait for Husto to write his answer down so he doesn't play the man on this one. Here we go. But I'm going to say 1978. 78, he says. What do you say, Husto? 68. 68. Barry? 72. 72 for the point. It's 74. Barry gets a point, and it's over to Husto. Husto, Jackie Robinson was the first black player of the 20th century to sign a major league contract and is named Rookie of the Year today. Jackie Robinson, Rookie of the Year today. What year? Baseball guy? No? Not at all. No? 1967. 67, he says. Barry? 48. 48? 51. 51. Everybody is over. 48 was close. It's 47. So no points for anybody on that. And it's over to Barry. Two more questions and two tiebreakers if we need it. Barry. The Adventures of Superman TV series starring George Reeves premieres in syndication today in the United States. What year? The Adventures of Superman TV series starring George Reeves. Uh, 51. 51, he says, Mr. Jonathan. 1950. 50. Yeah, 50.5. No, 52. 52. By the way, I didn't mention... Somebody gets the exact number exact, they get two points. So who stole two points for you? 52. Two points. Mm. Who stole is winning? Two to one. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan has zero. One that question was... left. One question left. Last question. We got tiebreakers if we need them. Mr. Jonathan. Doogie Hauser, MD, starring Neil Patrick Harris as a teenage physician, debuts on ABC TV today. What year? Dookie Hauser started today. First time ever. 1984. 84, he says. Who's 79. 79. 86. 86. For the point, Barry, it's 89. 86 gives you a point. We have a, uh, we have a tie. We have a tie. Ooh. Still in it. Between Barry and Husto. So Jonathan is still in it. And it's over to Husto. The, uh, Goodfellas, directed by Martin Kosuks. Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Ray Liotta, is released today. Goodfellas, on, on released Blu-ray today. Or just in general? In general. <laughs> in general. In general. Today. What year? 70. 1970, he says. 80. 80, he says. 1990. 1990. Somebody has two points. Mr. Jonathan, we have a three-way tie. Oh, boy, last two, two, question. Two. You huh? laugh at my extra things. You laugh at them. We got a three-way tie. How exciting. <laughs> if only Christian was here and a, he was in on it. This is the, the, he would know a lot game of that. show equivalent yeah. of the coin story is what we have going <laughs> yeah. on right now. This is over to Husto. Last question. Chubby Checker, the twist, hits number one on the Billboard charts today. What year? 57. 57, he says, Barry. 52. 52. 1950. 50. 57, you said. Yes. 1960, you get the point and the win. Huso Aroa. And I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lucky, yeah. I had no idea what it was. But that, you that, got it. You're a champion. <laughs> 
Uh, I do have one mailbag I have to get to. All right, get to it. Uh, this is submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Can't win because we already picked a winner. Uh, this is playing the man bullshit is the subject line. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gentlemen and Barrents, in reference to the mailbag of the week winner via playing the man, I'm calling bullshit. Me too. Islanders Stanley Cup 2021, Barrents. I have only one thing to say. You, sir, are a wanker. P.S. <laughs> go Rangers. Ah, uh, fellow New Yorker. Wanker? A wanker. Oh, he's a Ranger fan, so everything the Islanders, he's against. It ain't my fault that he cheers for uh, a, a bunch of losers. A wanker is a slang term in uh, the British vernacular that uh, refers to one who masturbates frequently. I wear glasses for a reason. What am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So I'm sorry for everything today. My apologies across the board. We are smoking the Aroa. What do you think? Be honest. Very good. I thought it was going to be a little bit stronger. But actually, yeah, but you know what? It's, it's, it's very, very nice. Tons of richness in it. And, and, and it's, it's a great cigar. Seven and a half. A lot of flavor. Not Smooth. overpowering. Yeah. Very good aged. Oh, yeah. Great, well aged. Great retro hell. I'd give it a six. Out of 10, as far as the strength goes. You're supposed to say Flavor six bomb. and a half. I said seven and a half, right? Supposed just, to say six and I half. just say what the number is that I Here believe. <laughs> no, you don't. Six. No, you don't. Uh, it's good, though. All right, so we got plans. We got plans of you talking with your brother, with your father, and we're going to see where this goes, right? Absolutely. And, and I think once I forward him the, the Cigar Authority podcast, and I'll send it over, and he'll watch it tonight. I think we're all right. I'll put, I'll put pressure on. Them. Let's see what happens, and uh, we're going to talk about the new uh, new cigars coming out. Uh, two new uh, limited limited cigars coming out from uh, Aladino, and we'll talk about that on the after show, which you'll catch on Wednesday uh, next week. The blind taste test finals, where E versus F, and it will be complete. Get your tasting wheels ready. This is all going to come together next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Yeah, and it's quite possible you've learned nothing in the last two hours, but always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.